Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 115. John and Wendy talk to Lotus Buckner. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John? Wendy, I'm well. It is May, but we are thinking about early June. We are. We always think ahead, though. (laughs) True. (laughs) Unlike Fat Albert and the Cosby Gang, where they're just like school in the summertime and no class, (laughs) we are taking part in HR summer school. Yeah. um, You know, our friend uh, Ben Eubanks is putting it together. And, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for a lot of people to take advantage of the, the technology that exists to share resources and share learning opportunities and information um, across the world. Really, we know, we know we have that kind of reach. And, you know, how, how awesome is it that Ben decided to, to put something together and he's getting some fantastic folks. You know, the two most important ones, though, are you and me, right? Well, <laughs> that goes without saying, but no, I, it's funny. Ben and I started talking about a potential event a little while back. And, you know, I think we all know with conferences shifting and changing and, you know, unfortunately, we know a lot of practitioners that maybe are, being, are furloughed right now. This is a great opportunity because it is a virtual event and it's free. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. And it's going to be over multiple days, June 1 through 4. I don't know when we're going to be on quite yet. Would certainly recommend, if you are interested, hrsummerschool.org, and you can get registered there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, it's free. It's going to be for credits, as I understand, which is also very very attractive for folks. Definitely check it out. And and not just us, a lot of previous guests, friends Mm -hmm. of the show, people you know in the community are going to be taking part. Again, really excited and really glad that we are a small part of HR Summer yeah. School. And again, I'm glad for once I have some class. <laughs> for once. For once. <laughs> Wendy, I, I'm really excited about tonight's guest and it's really funny. I, I told Lotus, we spoke several weeks ago and I told her, I said, you know, it's embarrassing that I've only ever met one person named Lotus and I didn't remember that I had met her. Uh, we met years ago. She she had a different last name at the time, so that's okay. what I that's what I used as my excuse. But it was tremendous to reconnect with Lotus. I, she's doing some just amazing things out there. So excited that we were able to to get some time with her tonight. I'm going to stop gushing. I'll let you make the introduction, and we will get started. Yes, I am so excited to get. This is my first chance getting to talk with Lotus. So um, not on Twitter, I should say, because we've chatted there. Lotus is a human resources and organizational development fanatic, passionate about developing high performing people, teams and organizations. She is a human resources director at Northwest Community Healthcare. She is also a writer for Forbes, founder of the LB Talent Solutions and a blogger, speaker on leadership and the future of work. She has been recognized with the notable HR leaders list by Crane's Chicago Business, the HR Visionary Award by the American Hospital Association, and the Gary Willis Leadership Award by ASHRA. Well, Lotus, welcome to the HR Social Hour. We're so excited to have you. Our first question is what's in your glass? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so giddy to talk to both of you. I like your excuse too, John, about my last name. <laughs> In my class, I actually have a, I, my husband and I love making cocktails. So tonight I made a lavender old fashioned. Whoa. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> we love just playing with cocktail mixes. That is a first for us. Uh, it's um, definitely a first. Definitely a first. It was my goal. I told him, I was like, I need something that's not been done before. 
you have that and you have the name Lotus. So yeah. congratulations to two <laughs> first on the show. So obviously, Lotus, we know what you're doing now, but how exactly did you get your start in human resources? Gosh, that is a crazy story. Uh, but the short version is when I was in college, um, my summer job, I was working at a beach and boat launch <laughs> and a guy that used to walk his dog and I knew him for four years because of this job. One day I was like, what do you want to do? You know, when you graduate, I was like, I want to go into HR. And he goes, well, I'm the senior vice president of HR at a fortune um, 100 best places to work company. And I only knew him as this jokester. And I was like, yeah, sure you are. And he's like, no, Google me. So I went home that night and I Googled him. And sure enough, on Fortune's 100 Best Places to Work, I opened the cover and his face is there. And so the rest is kind of history. He got me an internship there. I started as an intern and grew my way in my organization. So spent three years in HR, went to IT for three years, and I came back to HR. And now um, I'm in the role that I'm in now. You know, as much as we hate to think that it's about who you know, it's about who you know. <laughs> For sure, yes. Sometimes when you don't even realize it. <laughs> He's still not the, the senior VP. People always say you don't know who you don't what you don't know. I was like, no, you don't know who you know, quite honestly. Yeah, you don't exactly. know where, who, who's in your network until some of those questions. And you're just like, oh, you're that person? Holy moly. Right. <laughs> so obviously everything right now is you're in healthcare. I'm in healthcare. Our world is completely upside down. But. Before all this happened, what were you seeing as the biggest challenge to your organization in an HR perspective? Gosh, it seems like we've been in this forever, doesn't it? I don't even remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, no. it's been about three years since <laughs> this all started. Yeah, it's been crazy. So before all of the craziness, we were actually um, implementing a new HRIS system. I was kind of knee deep in that. And right as we implemented, all this COVID stuff started. And so the good news is we got went live before it all happened, but we never really got to do that stabilization phase that we would have loved to do sooner rather than later. So now it's kind of slow going for us, but that's kind of been the biggest challenge before COVID hit us. I totally feel you. We did the same thing. We had we had launched a new HRIS with half of our organization. We have half that's still waiting. Oh <laughs> gosh, yes. It just it, it wasn't the right time to to move everything. So we're still hopeful that everyone else will move in January. Yeah, it, it kind of threw everything for a loop, didn't it? Yeah, it's it was a huge challenge, and you can't you can't just kind of stop. <laughs> so we um, yeah. have a team that's still working on making fixes and stabilizing and everything. But um, a lot of the rest of our team had to really pivot. Well, and then they're also being torn in other directions to take care of the COVID stuff. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in IT right now. I'll just be saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my role's totally changed since COVID hit us. I want to ask another question about the implementation piece or, or shifting with HRS. Beyond just the technical concern and issues that you run into, were you having a lot of change concern as well? Like what was the adoption rate or what was the main pain, I guess, when that came came to that? Yeah, absolutely. I think change is the biggest pain. I think um, it, it is with a lot of systems. So I also did our Epic implementation years ago at our organization. I think change is always the hardest piece in getting people to really 
buy into what you're doing, buy into the changes in the processes, um, the change in the system, because they've spent years and sometimes in some cases they've spent decades in one system. So that was a big change for a lot of people. We were on our previous system for long before I even started at our organization. So change was definitely a huge challenge for us. And I think the whole COVID situation, when it hit us right after our go live, made that a challenge as well, because we were just starting to help people buy into the system after go live, after they've gotten some time to get used to the system and how it works. And this kind of hit and we had to put a lot of the feedback that we got that we were so excited about it to make improvements and all of that. So that's been a little slower going than we wanted it to be, but that's definitely been our biggest challenge. We've been walking all around it. Let's talk about COVID. And, you know, when you and I spoke a few weeks ago, I think you mentioned you're in the Chicagoland area. And I believe, if I recall correctly, you're in an area right where those initial cases were diagnosed. Yeah. Right. So let's talk. And you said my job has changed. Being on the front lines like you are, what are you seeing? What are you dealing with day to day? And and how how is it going? I am now running our command center, so our workforce labor pool. So, Wendy, I don't know if you're you're doing that as well, but a lot of the healthcare systems, um, if you have services that have closed or are not as busy, you know, some of that staff can come into a labor pool and help with other critical roles in the organization that never existed before COVID, right? And the, the best example that everyone is familiar with is taking temperature. So everybody's taking temperature now at their entrances. My team is staffing all of that and we're working seven days a week. We're open. We go in every day to be able to support all of our teams that are on the front line. So it's actually been one of the best experiences of my life, though. I never thought I would have said that when they first asked me to do it. (laughs) Um, But it's turned out to be truly one of the most amazing experiences just watching every day. I have a front row seat every single day to the healthcare workers that are taking care of our patients and how everyone's coming together. It, it truly pulls at your heartstrings. So I am so grateful that I was asked to be in the role that I am. I'm so grateful that I do go in every day um, as hard as that is and as much risk as there is, you know, I have a little one at home. So obviously there's, you know, risk in a lot of what people are doing right now, but it's all worth it in the end to me. And it's amazing to see everyone come together. What have you learned from this experience? You know, you talk about being on the front, you know, being on the front lines, being right there every day, working in this command center. What have you learned that you think you'll be able to apply as things start to shift? I'm not going to say go back to normal, but, you know, as things change and, you know, what do you think you've learned from this that you'll be able to apply going down the road? I think the biggest thing that I have learned is that in situations like a pandemic that comes out of nowhere, right, that is a surprise to everyone, that one of the best skills is to be able to be flexible and nimble. And I've just seen how quickly our employees have jumped into the trenches to do things that have nothing to do with their jobs, but the organization needed it. So they came in and they started doing that. So I think being nimble is something that I will take with me in everything that I do. Um, It kind of humbles you so that, you know, 
in one sense, people could look at the situation and complain about it and talk about all the ways that it's negatively impacting us. Or you can have another attitude about it and see all the positive things that have come out of this situation and learn from it. And so for me, I think that I've just been able to be surrounded by amazing people who are completely pivoting what they did, um, as I did as well, to be able to address whatever comes our way on a daily basis, which changes all the time. But I think it's a skill set that I've just been able to expand on during this time, and it's going to help me in everything that I do after this. Awesome. I, I think there's there's a lot to be learned in the flexibility and the changing, the you know, the way we've had to shift and move to make it make it work. So um kudos to you guys for for doing that. I know I've I've seen that where I am too, that it, it's amazing what people will do when you just give them give them an idea of what they what they want what you need. Yeah, and people are being so creative. I mean I just it, it just amazes me. I mean, there were people making masks, there were people making all kinds of things, you know, because, you know, with all the PPE challenges, our teams have just been phenomenal. And I think that there there's going to be a new normal after this. So I think that skill set of being able to be flexible, we have to continue to be because we can't predict what that future is going to look like or what that new normal exactly is. What's something that you think is going to change in your organization following this? I think that we're going to see a different way for a while of how we take care of patients, but also how we work, right? So we have a lot of people doing roles that they aren't their normal day-to-day jobs, but we also have people working from home. So we've been able to learn new technology and adapt new technology to help us be able to do that. So I think that is going to be embedded a little bit more into the workplace in the future. From a patient and customer visitor perspective, I think that that's going to look different too, right? Especially if some of our stay-at-home orders and social distancing orders stay in place. We're going to, we can't have, you know, crowded waiting rooms where we're all sitting on top of each other. So we have to be really creative about how we're scheduling our patients and how we're bringing them in, um, how we're doing testing, what parameters we're putting um, in place so that our patients and our visitors feel safe as we start to open up more services. Maybe we won't need, quote, waiting rooms anymore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Figure out how to get people in when they need to be in. Exactly. Yeah. You have been involved with ASHRA for some time. I actually was involved with ASHRA a number of years ago, just haven't gotten back in. Tell us a little bit about ASHRA and um, why did you decide to get involved? Yeah, I love ASHRA. (laughs) I got involved, gosh, it's probably been seven years, I think now. And it started back when I was early in my career. I really just wanted to grow and learn and conferences was one way to do that. And when I did some research on healthcare HR, that was the first thing that came up. So I really wanted to go to a conference, but we didn't have the budget to do that. And so I found a scholarship that they were offering and I applied for that and I received it. So I went to my first conference on a scholarship and the rest was kind of history. I've been involved every year since and I've chaired a lot of their committees and now I sit on the national board um, for ASHRA. So doing a lot of great work with them. And 
it's been really nice being in healthcare to, I love Sherman. I love um, all the HR conferences that I attend because I love the diversity and learning from other industries. But the nice thing with Astro is that it's one avenue each year where we can really collaborate on healthcare specific HR, which has been really helpful because some, some of our laws and our legal implications in healthcare are a little bit different. So it's nice to be able to collaborate and keep up to date with that. I think about it every once in a while, but then I'm like, oh, do I need yet another membership? I know there's so many. <laughs> there's so many, but well, I did. You're I welcome did. to come join us anytime. We'd love to have you. It's one of those you start thinking, well, how long am I going to be in healthcare? Am I going to stay? You know, but yeah, I do. I love the HR side of healthcare. I have to say, I I I have enjoyed it. I've, this is the third healthcare system that I've worked for, and yeah, I don't know that I would go back to non healthcare. It's nice to feel like you're a part of something bigger. Yeah, it has, it just has a mission that's so easy to buy into. Yeah, (laughs) you don't have to fumble around for it. (laughs) Make it up. (laughs) Well, Lotus, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour question connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Uh, I probably dreamt of about 20 different careers because that's who I am and I want to do everything. But I I love food. So I always wanted to be a food critic. Like I just, I used to watch all those food shows and all those people who just like eat food and they like complain about it or they talk about how much they love it. I, I just wanted to be them. Can't, yes. Can't I get paid to eat food? Right. Or drink wine? Or, <laughs> that, would, yes. that still is that my is, dream. <laughs> that is my ultimate. That's still my goal. If I could get someone to pay me to drink wine. How amazing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I was just shocked. I was like, that's a living? Like, they get paid? Right. How did they get there? It's about who you know. They were somebody's dog walker. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> I need to find someone then. <laughs> right. Lotus, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I'm going to go with Shelly Nelson. So she is the managing director of talent acquisition with Madison Industries. And she and I met recently and we just hit it off. She is an amazing leader in the industry. And I just think everyone should know her. She also writes for Forbes. And so we kind of connected over that as well. I don't think she's on Twitter, but she's definitely on LinkedIn. So everyone should I connect with her there. A new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? I would say, I said it already, but I would say that you have to really be open-minded and flexible. So if you're new to your career, go in with an open mind and take every opportunity that you get. Even if it has nothing to do with your job, jump at opportunities to just learn the business. I think sometimes we box ourselves in, right? If, for example, if you're going into a career in HR, don't just look for HR opportunities. Look for opportunities to jump on projects and operations and really learn the business so that as you grow, you can speak the language with all of your client groups. Lotus, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I love volunteering um, and I love helping people review their resumes. I love coaching people um, as they look to either make a career move or if they're really early in their career, I love to help them there. Like I said, I sit on the board of ASHRA. I used to sit on the board of ATD. So I love joining boards and being able to help the HR community as a whole in that way as well. 
and I love writing. So I do miss it. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus on my blog, but definitely want to get back to doing that and just sharing knowledge and learning from others uh, through social media and through my blog as well. I think you got a, a fairly good excuse right now, Logan. <laughs> yeah. You know, the seven days work and seven days a week work. And I, I think people will probably forgive you for not spending a, a few minutes trying to blog at the same time. I hope so. I, uh, although I will take ownership. I've been making excuses for about a year now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think of all the stuff you'll have to share when there you're done. You go, yes. You know, when <laughs> we sure. come out of this. You will have blogs for days, you know. Absolutely. Well, we keep we keep joking that we everything we're seeing, we can write a book about all this. <laughs> well, and I I think so, yeah. And you could shift, and you could do something about all these fancy craft cocktails that you make too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe that'll get me into a little closer to that food critic job. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We could do like a wine blog, wine food critic something. I think we could figure it out. I love Later. it. <laughs> Lotus, what is your favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that was a really hard one for me. I actually don't watch a lot of movies, but all mine are like classics. I haven't watched a new, new movie in probably two years. How about your favorite musician or band? I'm going to nerd out again. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I don't listen to a ton of music because I listen to podcasts on my way to work. Yours specifically. Thank you. But when I'm just doing work, I like listening to things without lyrics. So I love a guy named um, Don Black Sack and a band called Vitamin String Quartet. So both of them, it's either violin or the saxophone, and they do renditions of popular songs. And there's no lyrics. That's kind of cool. Yes, I love listening to them all day. Although that might be distracting, too, because I'd be like, wait a minute, what are the lyrics? <laughs> I get distracted by lyrics. I can never work and <laughs> listen to normal music. <laughs> I go back and forth on it. But there's if I hear like pop music just um, with it without the lyrics, sometimes I'm like, wait a minute. I know that song. That, and then I start singing. And then all of a sudden, you know, an hour oh, later. <laughs> you open the door, Lois. I'm going to ask. So you, you you mentioned you listen to more podcasts than music. And I'm kind of there these days, too. Besides HR Social Hour, like, what's your favorite show you're listening to right now? I actually have been listening because of all the stuff with the pandemic. Um, I've been listening to Becker's podcast, which I um, was lucky enough to be on as well. So I did an oh. episode with them. But I really enjoyed listening to that one as well as the American College of Healthcare Executives. So they've been talking a lot about the pandemic and sometimes they put an HR twist on it. So it's just been helpful to keep up with it in that way because I would much rather um, listen to those podcasts right now than the news sometimes. I did not know Becker's had a podcast. So um, I will have to check that out because we've... Obviously, you know, we, we share their updates all the time through through our organization, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for it tomorrow. Awesome. Look for your episode. I'm gonna look. <laughs> How about a favorite TV show? I am obsessed with New Amsterdam. Have you seen that? I have not. It's healthcare again. It's like a Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> I suppose, except the, the main guy there, he basically comes into this hospital that's been struggling and everything and they made him the new medical director and he just has this 
can do attitude. Like he, there's no challenge that he won't accept and try and fix. So I relate to that a lot. So I love (laughs) that show so much. (laughs) Nice. Lotus, we've had Shawshank before. And I, somebody else mentioned New Amsterdam. I have to tell you, though, Vitamin String Quartet has never been mentioned. New. Oh, yay. I have one. <laughs> when you started saying that you were talking about I listen to, to music without lyrics, I thought you were going to say video game music. And then I was going to connect with Chris Orozco because he is our video game correspondent. And he can tell you more about music soundtracks. That's what he listens to. But no, oh, that's I, funny. <laughs> I was just waiting. Well, now, if you're not watching... Shawshank, you're not listening to Vitamin String Quartet, not watching New Amsterdam, or listening to us. Thank you very much. If you're not doing those things, what else do you like to do outside of work? I am a huge foodie, so I love to cook and I love to eat. My husband and I love trying all kinds of foods, and in the city of Chicago, that's an endless amount. So we love doing that, but we also love cooking at home, and I just love spending time with my husband and my daughter. Awesome. Well, Lotus, it is Lotus Buckner Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Okay, that one's easy. We're eating sushi. <laughs> Yay! We are drinking wine and whiskey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Making cocktails. And I, my passion outside of HR and work is um, helping at-risk inner city youth. So we would all be volunteering our time. I love it. I appreciate the fact that you start with food. Yes. And you're... You We've had several people we've talked to lately that that you know they start or sometimes we have to ask, well, what are you going to eat? I love that you start with that and that we're doing great things to help others. Lotus, I'm going to apologize again that I did not remember who you were. When we were talking about Ashra, Wendy, I actually met Lotus way back. The second webinar I ever presented was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. And, and Lotus, Lotus was part of that, and and they were really pushing social media at that time. Uh, Emily Endert, who I'm hopefully is listening to this show, it, Emily had asked me to come in and help out, and that's when I first met Lotus. And then we lost touch, and then all of a sudden she popped back up. I'm like, I cannot believe I didn't remember who she was. But uh, I love it. I am so glad we had this conversation tonight. I so appreciate your energy, what you're doing out there, and and how you're doing it. I know there might be some listeners that didn't know you before and now they do and they're want to going to want to connect what's the best way for them to reach you out there i am on twitter at lotus buckner and instagram as well lotus buckner i'm on linkedin i'm on facebook and my website is www.lotusbuckner.com and that's where we'll find your blog absolutely yep my blog is up there great we will have that in the show notes wendy how about you what's the best way for the listeners to find you out there best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily, D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter um, at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our uh, twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman for the podcast, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share. We've had other healthcare professionals on. If you haven't listened to them, go listen. If you missed Ben Eubanks way back when and you're checking out summer school with him in June, you can listen to his show. There are 150, almost 160 shows out there right now for you to enjoy and share and rate. Please do it. International listeners, let us know how to get a hold of you. We have gifts and we love to send stuff out. <laughs> the Postal Service, again, with everything going on in the world, they continue to do a great job. Yes, we appreciate do. them being on the front lines and doing what they do. Lotus, really, really appreciate your time. 
And thank you again for being with us for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.